I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. According to Laredo EDC President Gene Lindgren, the Laredo Port of Entry continues to grow. And what's happened at the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023, we continue to grow at a double-digit level, uh, whereas the other ports are starting to see some reduction in product and product value flow. Laredo EDC President Lindgren explained how this growth came about. Laredo is the number one port of entry in the whole country for imports and exports. When was it that you hit the top spot? How many years ago was it that Laredo got to the top? Every year or so, Laredo might hit the spot uh, on, a, on a monthly basis. But for years and years and years, we would book as number two or number three behind the port of Los Angeles and in uh, Chicago O'Hare, the port of Chicago. Um, a lot of times the port of Los Angeles will, uh, will, will have a influx of products to gear up for the holiday season. A lot of people uh, spend money on you know, televisions and electronics and toys and, and all kinds of consumer goods. And so the port of Los Angeles with its alignment historical alignment with you know the Asia Pacific Rim will dominate most of the year uh, in, in in the past and, and and when there's a law in in, in their import and export totals uh, Laredo will, 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 will surpass them but the one thing that's happened over the last six months six eight months is Laredo continues to grow uh, last year our our total figures for the year was 20 percent more in 2022 compared to 2021 and what's happened at the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023 we continue to grow at a double digit level uh, whereas the other ports are starting to see some reduction in product and product value flow and that's attributable to the nearshoring and the rearshoring that international companies are rethinking their global footprint and they're they're looking at north america and we're in the perfect spot to continue to take advantage of that supply chain in recent months i've i've read a lot of stories about how because of nearshoring there's just so much more activity going on in nueva leon that's the state i know there's plenty of maquilas being built in the interior but of the border states it just seems as though Nueva Leon's on a roll obviously highlighted by the Tesla decision are you seeing the impact of that yet or is that still all to come Nueva Leon is just landing these very big projects we're seeing we're seeing steady growth uh, but what we're really seeing is interest in warehouses, manufacturing facilities, uh, tier one, tier two suppliers in, in, from the business that's going into, let's say, Nuevo León, like, like Lego and Tesla and, and others. But because Interstate 35 is at the heart of, of uh, the, the United States highway system, it, it, its connection with Mexico, but Mexico has its own version of highway systems that obviously go through Monterey, but also Coahuila, Michoacan, Guadalajara, and so the automotive uh, sector uh, is is it still hasn't fully recovered from the pandemic and the restrictions on on on, on the on the global chip capacities, and so uh, we're set to see even more growth from uh, the automotive sector recovering, but. In addition, the produce and the cold chain 
uh, is is growing and growing and growing as the consumer uh, habits and preferences are driving more and more uh, need for capacity of uh, of a North American supply base for fruits and vegetables and in some cases uh, meat and poultry. As we get better and better with uh, having agreements with imports and exports of food between our countries, we're, we continue to enjoy uh, the, the investment in refrigerated warehouses and, and the entire cold chain, it's called. It's a supply chain that's cold, mostly used for food and in some cases pharmaceutical products. Can you build the warehouses fast enough? Historically, over the last, well, I've been here almost three years and we have not had a facility that's been built and and marketable because it gets contracted before it's even complete. Mm -hmm. The good news is, not just local developers, uh, but we now have regional, national, and international developers that are investing in property and facilities. And so over the next two years, according to our records, which some of which are are still proprietary, uh, there will be 10 million square feet of space added to our base of 43 million square feet of industrial space in Laredo, Texas. And so that's, if I did my math right, it's about a 13 or 14 or 15 percent increase in our in our industrial space uh, within a two-year period, where it all started pretty much right around NAFTA in the late 80s and the early 90s. And so we've had we've had 30 years to, to get to 43 million square feet. And in the next two years, we're going to have another 10. So that's just amazing. So the answer to your question is no, they cannot be built fast enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I, th I was going to say, look, uh, people are list going to be listening to this and they just will not believe those figures. So I was going to say, please repeat that number. The, your projections are for an increase of warehouse space of X. What was it? 10 million square feet of space. Uh, additional. Uh, will be uh, either in construction or committed to be complete in the next two years. Mm -hmm. um, it's incredible growth, like you say, incredible. Um, <clears throat> uh, give it, run through some of the, uh, the other numbers you have there of how much, uh, how, much, how much is imported, exported across your bridges. Yes, and so uh, last year we ended with 299 point something, nearly $300 billion worth of import and exports combined. Now, what, and, 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 and we're 14% above that for the first three months of this year. Now, how does that happen? It happens because we're crossing nearly, on average, 17,000 trucks a day combined both directions, import and exports. And there are some days where there are 20,000 trucks crossing in our uh, two commercial bridges in Laredo, Texas. Now, in addition to that, 2,000 rail cars cross daily, and also urgent products a lot of times will need to be shipped by air. And so Laredo, the Laredo International Airport uh, handles on average about 60 million pounds of cargo of landed weight per month. And when you add that all up, it's $300 billion and growing. So what do your colleagues at City Council, City Commission say? Are they able to manage this growth and development? Are you getting enough houses built and, and roads, etc.? Perhaps you need another international bridge. How does, how does the economic development go? How is it going to, to, to cope with that demand? 
many things that I love about Laredo. I'm not from Laredo, but I think I've been here long enough, about 30 years, to to, to call myself a Laredoan. And uh, the one thing that I've seen over the last couple of years is is an even closer partnership between the private and public entities, and that's the trade organizations like the Laredo Economic Development Corporation, the Chamber, the Customs Brokers, the Carriers. Uh, the freight forwarders, the chambers of commerce, city council, the county commissioners, and our great relationships with our elected officials in Austin and Washington. And of course, we can't forget about Mexico City and Monterrey and Victoria, which is the capital of Tamaulipas, our our sister uh, state Mm -hmm. uh, right across that has Nuevo Laredo. And we have uh, have the ear of uh, Texas Department of Transportation, the Regional Mobility Authority for the Laredo and Webb County, uh, the city. Uh, it's it, it's a nice problem to have, right, to have to uh, to figure out how we can get all of these roads and bridges and, and water lines and electrical lines uh, and, and, and fiber. Uh, but we're, we're rising to the challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a challenge, but we're rising to the challenge. And so everybody everybody understands. Everybody's singing the same tune that nearshoring is coming. It's already here. Uh, and we need to do everything we can to make sure we don't lose out on this opportunity. Uh, and it's not just a near-term opportunity. It's there, There's a tsunami coming that uh, hasn't even hit us yet. And how far away is that tsunami? We're already starting to see the, some of the some of the preliminary waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you know growing 20 percent in one year and, and and then continuing to grow 14 percent so far this year mm. is just is just amazing and the one thing that uh you know, prospective end users and developers uh, you know they, they they look at land availability they, they look at uh, workforce they look at uh, incentives infrastructure quality of life but one of one of the things that always rises to the top three year or, or or for is is workforce availability and, and 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 one of the things that's amazing about the Laredo region is our youth. One third. Now listen to this. One mm-hmm. third of the population of Laredo is under eighteen, and the the median age is twenty eight. If I'm not mistaken, Texas it's thirty two, and it is, um, the entire country is thirty eight. And so yeah, thirty eight. So we're ten years younger than the rest of the country in terms of our median age, and we're still several years younger, about five years younger than Texas, and our. Independent school districts, United and Laredo, make up uh, the public school system. You know, graduating tens of thousands of students per year are Texas A&M University, International University, and Laredo College, uh, many times voted the number one community college in Texas and sometimes uh, even in the country. We're graduating more people than we can employ, but that's going to soon come to to an end as we provide these opportunities for blue-collar, white-collar technology, education, government and transportation sector kind of jobs. Do you need another a commercial bridge or, or just more lanes? Well, we're doing both. The, the World Trade Bridge, the, the, the busiest commercial bridge between Mexico and the United States, and I'll argue the busiest commercial bridge in North America and perhaps the world, uh, is uh, is currently uh, going through a process uh, to apply uh, to, to the White House. It's called a presidential permit application. And uh, we're going through envir- the environmental studies, and then hopefully in less than two years, we'll be able to move forward with uh, a World Trade Bridge expansion. Right now, it's eight lanes uh, between our between uh, the between Laredo and Nuevo Laredo, and the the plan is to have a, another span, mere feet 
from the current from the current bridge. So we'll have eight lanes and eight lanes. Um, the, the also Kansas City Southern uh, Railroad, which is now Canadian Pacific Kansas City Railroad, after after the merger, uh, is. Com- is, has already started construction on another rail bridge right next to the other one. So we'll double the capacity of the railroad bridge. Uh, and also our community has aligned and is starting the advocacy and, and permit uh, application processes to have another commercial bridge in the South Laredo region. 20 years since we've had our last bridge and about every 20 years, we seem to be adding a bridge, and we don't want to wait 20 more. Uh, we need to get started with the processes now because they do take many years. I would imagine that Congressman Cuellar is very important in all of this, and, and Senator Cornyn, like you say, you're going to have to co- connect with the White House. Yes, in fact, that, that was one of the many topics uh, during our during our community's federal legislative trip uh, that culminates with Laredo Day in, in Washington, D.C. We had special sessions with the public-private delegation that, uh, that came from Laredo with Senator Cornyn and his staff, with uh, Congressman Cuellar and his staff. The presidential permit and the expansion projects were at the top of the agenda when we were having those, those uh, important meetings. That was Laredo EDC President Gene Lindgren talking to Steve Taylor about growth in Laredo. The Laredo Economic Development Corporation is hosting the 30th Pathways for Trade Symposium at the Laredo Country Club starting on September 20th. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.